Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast. This is your host, Ryan. Joined as always, Seth. Howdy, y'all. So today we're going to be discussing 2005's Santa Slay starring Bill Goldberg. Um, But before we get into that, as always, what have we been watching? What have we seen trailers for? What are we interested in seeing? Um, I watched Troll. Okay. Um, I liked it a lot. I still need to watch it. I saw it just came came up on Netflix. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely have to watch that. Yeah, give it a give it a watch, man. I I love I the watched story. the trailer for it. Yeah, the story was amazing. Um just for something as simple as just what it was. Um special effects were really special effects were pretty dope on it too. Um let's see here. Um I saw quite a few trailers. I did go back and rewatch the trailers for Blood and Honey. Um, as well as the mean one, and I'm way more pumped now than yeah, I was before. Yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing those. Um, I'm and, happy that we finally got a fucking trailer for the mean one, mm-hmm. and it looks good. And I love how they're really playing off of like the the Doctor Seuss like aspect of it, mm-hmm. like, kind of trying to make it like uh, little of, Cindy, you know who? Yeah, instead of who like, lives in Newville, Newville <laughs> instead of Whoville. Yeah. Um, but other than that, just uh, I actually haven't watched a shit ton of trailers, but the only ones that I think that I'm pretty really interested in seeing is uh, Pearl. Yeah. And like I said, I definitely recommend watching X first. Mm-hmm. It'll make Pearl make a lot more sense. So are they in the same universe then? Yes. Okay. And it's not over yet. Oh. Next year, Maxine comes out and that'll be the final in the trilogy. Okay. So like this is the second one released this year because x came out i want to say april may ish and then pearl came out a couple months back okay um i haven't seen pearl yet um i just know what it's about and i did like x though x was really really good okay cool and i'm glad you uh, are familiar with them and recommend them so oh yeah it's they're great fucking movies um i had an interesting i don't know what got me on the kick i watched tarantino uh reservoir dogs for the first time in fucking years yeah watched uh jackie brown um and like again it's just i just haven't watched those movies in so many damn years my buddy was like well if you're gonna watch those how come you didn't watch pulp fiction i'm like i've seen pulp fiction in the last year yeah don't need to watch it right mm-hmm. now i already seen it this year yeah i'm like just trying to find stuff i haven't watched in a while <clears throat> so did you did you have it in your mind that you wanted the ghosts like did you did you seek out those films to go watch them or you just like scroll it was by? like randomly i came across reservoir dogs and when i was over i immediately put fucking jackie brown on and like Jackie Brown's not a short movie. That's like two and a half hours. Damn. And then Reservoir Dogs is pushing two hours. So that was like four and a half hours out of my day. That's uh, some time to be watching some movies. Yeah. Yeah. Tarantino doesn't know how to make a short movie. <laughs> no, but at least they're well done mm. and written. He had a lot of dialogue. Watch the trailer for Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Yeah, that looks badass. And that's being released in limited theaters this Friday, but it's also going to be dropping on Shutter on Friday. So I'm really looking forward to watching that because it it just, I don't know if, well, you probably don't. Um, 
that movie came out because uh, Joe Bezos um, was paid to write a Silent Night, Deadly Night remake. Oh. And that was, but they wanted a different take on it. So that was his take on it. And they're like, well, this really isn't a Silent Night, Deadly Night. And he's like, well, actually, you're right. It's really not. So I'm just going to make the movie my fucking self. Um, so then does he still owe them a fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night remake? Like, that's actually what the. No, technically he did what he mm-hmm. was paid to do. All right. He made wrote a, movie. A, yeah. wrote a treatment that they, <clears throat> they paid for. They passed on it. Nice. That's how that the business goes. Yeah, and from what I saw from the trailers, it looks like he did a good job of what he wanted to do. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I think like it looks fucking insane. And I watched um, the movie Crypt is doing their yearly Yorkie-thon marathon. So I was listening to it at the shop today, and they actually had uh, Bigos and... Uh, one of the actresses from the movie on there talking about it quite a bit. I feel like I've seen a billion of them. I can never yeah, I've remember. I've watched them. so many fucking movies this week. I, I've spent like three hours watching fucking trailers and I can't remember shit from any of them. I just know there was like witch ones, a fucking werewolf one, a lot of like suspenseful, crazy ones. Um, I've been avoiding the new Indiana Jones trailer. I did see it or I kind of like glanced towards it. Um, yeah. <sighs> I'm really worried about that because how bad Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was. And the, they should have stopped there with how much they fucked up on that movie. Well, maybe they backpedaled. I mean, they haven't they haven't made one in a hot minute, right? No, that was literally the last one. I know, but how long ago was that? Oh, shit. Right? The Scott Still Driving was still, still there because I watched it, the, the driver. Oh, man. So that was 2008, 2009, maybe? When they took Somewhere that from us. There. Yeah. Um, God damn it. Shit. I'm going to have to start writing this shit down. All the movies I watch. Watch this. Watch this. Watch mm-hmm. this. Well, I started doing it. And then I stopped like an asshole. I tried watching Dr. Death. But I couldn't find it. But I did see it one up on Tubi today. Mm-hmm. So I will watch that this coming week. Is that a new one or an old it's, one? Uh, it's in the Puppet Master universe. Mm-hmm. So, did you ever see Retro Puppet Master? Retro Puppet Master? I don't think so. Okay. So, in Retro Puppet Master, it was Toulon when he was younger. Okay. Like and a backstory? Had, yeah. And he had different puppets. One of the puppets was Dr. Death. Oh, so, so he's been making them for a long time. Yep. Nice. So, that I think it, with full moon movies, you know what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. So, I'm my bar is set really fucking low. I mean, like this is the cup. This is the, I love them to fucking death. How many fucking puppet master movies there are. They mm-hmm. just dropped fucking evil bong eight, eight, eight. Like I love full moon because they just churn the movies out. <laughs> yeah. Turn the movies out. Hey, so I've been, um, is magnet, are they more inclined to making foreign films? Because I feel they import a lot of films. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I've been the trailers that I've been seeing, I've been noticing them in other countries, and some of them look fucking sick. Ooh, that's what I watched. Mm-hmm. Violent Night. Violent Night. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> and I, I have to say, that is a must fucking watch. <laughs> yeah, the it's trailer a must see. I it's think a I must see. Sent you a text as soon as I saw the trailer. I was like, this looks so sick. So I'm yeah, like. On. Once you see the opening, how this movie opens, it sets the fucking tone of the movie. Yeah. And that tone is marvelous. It Perfect. is fucking marvelous. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you saw that you like can 100% avoid? Um, I won't remember the names. It was like a Tom Hanks movie that looked kind of bad. Um... Yeah, Tom Hanks has been making some bad fucking choices on movies that he's accepting. Uh, I saw that trailer for Freeze, and I was, you know, it looks like it was made by the Sci Fi Channel. The <laughs> special effects on that shit looked awful. The monsters did. <clears throat> but I'll probably oh, watch it's it. It's very possible. But sometimes those are funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Right? Look yeah. at Sharknado. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably made by Asylum, anyways. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, I'm pumped to kind of just keep cr- cranking out our list. I really want to see the menu, mm-hmm. but I've heard some like 
the trailer made it look more like a horror movie and that's not what I'm hearing about it. So oh. that really has me worrisome because it's more comedy than a less horror. Is that what you're think, uh, hearing? Or? Like I, I know what happens in it. Oh, okay. Cause I listen, like I don't give a fuck if I haven't seen the movie yet. Mm-hmm. Every week when one of my podcasts come up, I'm going to fucking listen to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's so I like even they, like, because I listened to it on Bloody Good Whore. Mm-hmm. And they <clears throat> were a good one. they were split amongst what they like, what each of them thought. Yeah. Okay, so with that down, let's listen to the trailer for Santa Slay and get right into talking about Santa Slay. On Christmas Eve in Alberta, Canada, the Mason family is bickering about their wealth and material possessions while eating Christmas dinner when Santa Claus comes down the chimney and kills them all in various graphic displays of Christmas-themed violence, such as drowning the matriarch Virginia in eggnog, using the star atop a Christmas seat as a shuriken, and stabbing the patriarch's hands to the table with silverware and suffocating him by stuffing a leg of the turkey in his mouth. Riding on his sleigh driven by his hell deer, a buffalo-like beast, Santa arrives at Hell Township and decimates the locals in various holiday-themed ways. In one of his kills, Santa slaughters the occupants of a local strip club, Pastor Timmons, a crooked minister, manages to survive the massacre. Later, Santa murders the local Jewish delicatessen owner, Mr. Green, using his own menorah. Meanwhile, teenager Nicholas Yulson is living with his grandfather, a crackpot inventor who has built a bunker in their basement to survive Christmas. When Nicholas asks Grandpa why he hates Christmas, he is shown the Book of Claus, which reveals the origins of Santa Claus. Apparently, Santa was the result of a virgin birth produced by Satan. Christmas was the day of slaying for Santa until A.D. 1005. 
when an angel defeated him in a curling match and sentenced him to deliver presents on Christmas for a thousand years. This means that Santa is free to kill again in 2005. Upon arriving at the delicatessen, Nicholas is taken to the police station for questioning about Mr. Green's murder. He is bailed out by his love interest, Mary Mac McKenzie, just before Santa arrives and kills all the officers. Santa pursues Nicholas and Mac in the police car, but they are able to escape thanks to a shotgun in Mac's truck. They flee to Mr. Yulson's bunker with Santa still in pursuit. Nicholas and Mac manage to escape using Grandpa's snowmobile, but Grandpa is run down by Santa's hell deer and killed. The two teens hide in a local high school, hoping that Santa's powers will end once Christmas ends, but they are eventually forced to confront him in the gym. They are all almost killed by Santa on his Zamboni, when they were saved by Grandpa, who was actually the angel who originally defeated and sentenced Santa. With Christmas over and his powers gone, Santa flees, but his hell deer is shot down by Mac's father with a bazooka. Pastor Timmons is found dead in a Santa suit and is presumed to be the killer, while in fact the real killer Santa Claus, using the name Mr. Shaitan, is aborting a flight from Winnipeg to the North Pole. Nicholas notes to Mac that Santa is bound to come back stating he's finishing with his with his grandpa started. He and Mac then share a kiss to pursue a relationship. After the credits, Santa is seen looking over his naughty list when he looks into the camera and says, who's next after credits roll. So what did you think of Santa's sleigh? I loved it. <clears throat> it was a blast. An absolute blast. Uh, start to finish. Uh, so who... I know that Santa is someone famous. He's a like he was a wrestler. Is that right? Yeah, it's played by Bill Goldberg. So, when did he wrestle? I don't. Oh, he did wrestle for WCW uh, mid to late nineties until WWE bought them, and he came over. Then he retired. Then he went back. Then he retired. Then he came back. Was what was he just Bill Goldberg? Like that was his character. His character's name was Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of references to wrestling in this movie. Like when the movie opens, like first off, I have to talk about that opening sequence. The people they had in that that scene, mm-hmm. like you have fucking Fran Drescher, I could give less of a shit about. <laughs> Chris Kattan, fucking Rebecca Gayhart, but you have fucking Sonny Corleone himself. James Kahn is the patriarch of the family. Yeah. Like, I could not find a single like documentation on what the budget of this film was. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can assume is that the writer, director, or the producers are really good at giving blowjobs to pull off that big of a fucking favor to get those actors in that scene just to get fucking pegged off unless they're friends you know what i mean unless it didn't really require too much just like hey for you guys to all get killed together i don't think the director would have had enough pull unless like the producers had the fucking pull to get those actors in it yeah because i love let me start off by saying i love this movie (laughs) i remember reading about it first in fangoria they would have started like the ads in Fangoria would come out saying, with the picture of the DVD cover and Best Buy at this day. I was fucking stoked. I was at Best Buy at the day it came out. When they fucking open, 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 open. Love this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. With it, even with how campy it is. Like, I love camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love camp. And this movie knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. But this is one of seven films that the writer-director had worked on. This is the last one he worked on and the only one he wrote and directed. Or are the other ones in the same genre? He, oh, hell no. No. Like, he wrote, <laughs> like, additional camera work on fucking Inspector Gadget, What Lies Beneath, Castaway, Red Dragon. Just little random things in those he films? He was literally just working on the movies. Okay. Not in a director capacity. Somewhere behind the scenes, Besides that, mm-hmm. um, so more power to him that he worked on seven relatively large 
fucking movies. Yeah, he but, pretty much was able to like learn what yeah. you know what he took. I'm sure a whole bunch of shit from all those movies and just what I away. what I really love about this movie though is like the inside tongue and <laughs> tongue and cheek fucking nature of it. That ninety nine, say ninety five percent of this cast is all Jewish. Mm. And they're celebrating Christmas and Santa. Like that was one of their inside jokes. Like when the fucking bitchy lady walks into the deli and is bitching about four seventy five, and Mister Green says, "Does four fifty sound better?" And she drops four fifty down and then takes a quarter back. <laughs> so she's actually only paying four twenty five. <coughs> There's just a lot of little inside jokes like that, and even more so like with the w, uh, the wrestling references. Like when after you see Santa going down the street with the fucking hell deer and the fucking old lady is fucking all over the road, all <laughs> over the road. Barely see over the he's, he's like, move, bitch. And she fucking like, he blows his fucking horn and she yells out the window, suck it. <laughs> yeah. That was a reference to Degeneration X. Oh, like who the- suck it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when santa claus kills mr green in the delicatessen when he goes tackles him through the fucking display case and rams him to the ground that was one of bill goldberg's finishing moves the spear oh i thought Uh, it looked familiar uh later when he's mad and he blows smoke out his nose that's because goldberg used to come in come walking through the ring in a big cloud of smoke and when he would walk through it he would inhale a bunch of it when he got out it blow it all out of his nose mm, like there were cool. so many references for yeah. wrestling fans in this movie and honestly i don't think bill goldberg did a bad job in the movie mm. i honestly don't he's been acting his whole career right so Mm-mm. he was a football player no before he went into wrestling I know, but wrestling is mostly that's all acting, right? No, it's not. No, when they're like all talking shit and like you know they have to have they've got this character that they have to portray, right? Their own. Yeah, but that's not acting though. They're really saying it. They mm. don't. They don't have pre-written shoots, and a lot of that stuff when they're talking crap, talking crap, mm-hmm. those are real fucking heated. Oh, legit see, shoots i always thought it was like super like produced and like you know there's oh no. they kind of had like a storyboard of like what the what the drama was like going like, through and all that shit like in wwe vince mcmahon would say i like this story arc for these two characters for these two wrestlers mm-hmm. and for like let's say mankind and undertaker had a huge feud back in the day so they knew they were starting here. We're going to end here. Getting from there to there, like all the shoots, the wrestlers did themselves on the spot. Improv. In, mm. Literally 100%. Even the matches, they knew at certain points when a secret word is said in the match, mm-hmm. we're going to hit a, hit a mark, hit a spot, pull a move. Talk be a fucking take a tombstone or choke slam or <laughs> yeah. something like that the right. mandible claw but everything else is made up like in the ring so like when they're like fucking grappled up on each other they're talking to each other saying okay let's try this let's try this that's why whenever they're together you never really get a close-up on television because they're not they because they're talking mm-hmm. and sometimes you can see the wrestlers break kayfabe, like completely break kayfabe. Uh-huh. Kayfabe is maintaining that this is you, this is who you are. Like breaking character. Uh, yeah. Like The Undertaker didn't do interviews for years. It wasn't until he retired and like they were doing the Undertaker, the Lash Ride documentary. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time he ever broke character. First time ever since he debuted on camera yep damn even like he wouldn't do like conventions wouldn't do signings Mm -hmm. um why because he was just so loyal to that character and what he's built it to be and like he only wants people to see him as that he was the dead man yeah um but but bill goldberg was very much kind of that same way Mm -hmm. like when he debuted in wcw 
he was kind of like kind of like a let's say a Brock Lesnar. He's like he a was big ball undefeated. Guy. Like, like, raw, like nobody he comes into fucking WCW as kind of a hill character, mm-hmm. but fans loved him so much because he, he was unstoppable. Like his matches when he first started never lasted longer than maybe 30 seconds. He was like a roided out like uh Stone Cold Steve Austin, wasn't he? He was like this he was fucking he was huge. he was jacked. Mm-hmm. He was like jack jacked. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember who who he is now, like a little bit more. I that's who I thought it was, but I thought it was like an like an older one from like you know back in the day, day. But that's a lot of gray face hair. Yeah, no, that they put on him. Straight up Goldberg. I know who Goldberg is. Uh, he was a beast. But like I said, I think he did a phenomenal job in this movie. I love the character of the grandpa. Mm-hmm. Like the grandpa is so fucking hilarious from start to finish. Like constantly telling us and our grandson not to curse, not to swear, not to take the Lord's name in vain, shit like that. And just his delivery of every piece of dialogue yeah. is so fucking spot on. <laughs> yeah. Like so fucking spot on. Uh, then he dies. Yeah. He stomps so, on his head, right? And twists. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to get the next little squish in there. After this, Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Yeah. You knew they had to fucking do it. I think that they really had an opportunity just to take all that, all the dumb, stupid, punny shit that everybody says all the time and just throw it into a movie. And um, he he was relentless. Like, there wasn't mercy at all. He was definitely out to murder some motherfuckers. And he did um, an amazing job doing all of that. Oh yeah, like, I loved it so much. What I love about this movie, up until like until the ending, mm-hmm. when the climax is coming up, every single time you see Goldberg Santa on screen, he is annihilating motherfuckers yeah. from <laughs> the first second on film. <laughs> That's all he's there to do is kill people. Yeah. Like when he goes to the fucking strip club, ho ho hoes, and kisses the girl, and she's. Looks fucking pissed off, and he points up to the, the mistletoe. mistletoe. Yeah. Uh, then when he's like, grabs the girl on the fucking trapeze with his head buried right in her fucking crotch. When he drops to the ground, he looks up and <laughs> raises his eyebrows. And then when you have the girl sliding down the fucking stripper pole, he's getting ready to fucking pull that pole down, but he stops real quick and goes, "Yeah." Grabs spray, sprays the pole down, then grabs a rag and wipes the pole down before putting his gloved hands, mind you, on it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. that. And I love how conveniently just close the like Gwindex and the rag were. That to me was oh, like, yeah, like kind right of right at the bottom of the post. It's like, <laughs> just feels like Jewish comedy to me. Like, just oh, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody involved with this movie was practically Jewish. Yeah. And it was, and then maybe that's why it was so well written. Those motherfuckers know comedy. And I really like the the backstory that they put, like the Norse mythology behind it. Mm-hmm. So they had like shields and shit around it, and like his, yeah. his helmet was so tight. <laughs> oh, like yeah, I just... love the look of the the Santa costume because mm-hmm. it's not your traditional Santa Claus. What you're expecting to see, right? It's very kind of Viking. Yeah, it, we're going killing. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's just so. So much fucking fun. Uh, I know a lot of people that absolutely despise this movie, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, come on. It's a good fucking time. Hour and a half. Good movie. Over the overall decent acting across the board. Mm -hmm. I think the grandson, Nikki might've been one of the weaker links. Um, I think okay. the girl that played Mac did a really good job, and she also camped it up during certain lines of dialogue. But mm-hmm. it, it was needed there, like when her dad shoots the the bird deer with the fucking bazooka. <laughs> oh, daddy, where'd you get a bazooka? <laughs> and like, how oblivious is Nikki throughout this entire movie? Like mm-hmm. that girl is trying to jump his Johnson. The entire fucking movie. Yeah. I hate it. Those when you're sitting there like laying by yourself, you're like, oh, that chick was totally fucking flirting with me. I had no idea. Damn it. But she was blatant, like like straight blatant. Oh, yeah. To make this relationship work, you know, 
Um, like when they're trying to break into the high school and she's like, you have to push me from the top. Yeah. And as opposed to like him just pushing her shoulders, pushing her through the fucking window, she's like, no, grabs his hands and put him right on her tits. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to have to make all the first moves in this relationship. He's like, I don't know what's going on here. I like her ballsiness. Mm-hmm. She's very, very bold and not afraid. Yeah. I think she played her character rash. well too. Yeah. Who would you say is the weakest actor in this movie? Um, I think it's probably fair to say I agree with you with Nikki. Yeah, I honestly there was nothing because like, everybody else in the movie is really not on screen long enough mm. for it to really matter. The only like other character that has more screen time is Mister Green, mm. and then uh, the pastor. Everybody else is literally <clears throat> one scene. And we're done if, yeah. if Santa's not going to kill you right away. Yeah, and that's kind of what's nice about it. It's like, okay, well, even if we don't get really good actors to do these people, they're really only on screen yeah. just to be murdered. You know, um, look, sir, we're going to be putting some knives through your hands. We don't really need you to talk too much, but uh, we need you to die. Slink. <laughs> God, that was so cool. That opening scene was probably one of the best opening scenes. Oh, I love that scene. in a minute. And I I can't stop. Every time I see this movie, I just laugh hysterically mm-hmm. during the Captain Cock scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> or the Santa Trucker thing. The website's called Gonad. Yeah. All the little like, jokes. Yeah, and uh, what the hell? They were watching the fucking, like, the... What the hell are they called? Demolition Derby thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like the horny housewives.com <laughs> yeah. or some shit. Like, and it's shit. Like, I, I've honestly never noticed that before mm-hmm. because I've never watched the movie with the subtitles on. So I never paid attention to what was going on in yeah. the background. Or so, like when it was snowing in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or when they're pulling grandpa out of the hole at the end, you hear Satan down there, get back in line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like I said, everything about this, it's not a serious movie by any stretch of the imagination. Don't think they were trying to make a serious movie. The writer, director knew exactly the kind of movie he was going to make. And again, I really want to know whose dick he sucked to get some of the actors he got in this movie. Um, what do you think of the soundtrack on this one? Um, I enjoyed it quite a uh, quite a bit. There, <clears throat> the sound effects that they used were were pretty money. Um, even like the little eerie bits in between, you know. Um, I feel like some of the lighting in some of the spots, or even maybe the sound, um, on our little speaker guy, the dialogue and everything, and even like the loud action bits sounded great. But I feel like there was a couple parts where the music yeah, just sounded and I, shitty. You yeah. Know? And, and I, don't I don't know if that's just the speaker mm-hmm, or if that uh, was that. Yeah. The rest of the film sounded great, though. Yeah, because I didn't notice it when I watched it earlier in the re- week on my Bluetooth headphones. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I didn't notice any distortion like that. Okay. Um, I think this movie could have used a little more musical score mm-hmm. as opposed to goofy ass fucking Christmas songs that they made up for the movie. Yeah. I would like more of an atmospheric sound. Granted, there was some in there. Mainly in scenes where fucking Santa's in the sleigh going down, blowing through shit. Mm-hmm. Like he destroys Helltown shit. Like <laughs> he he's, he's a bull in a china shop. Dude, it was like Grand Theft Auto Santa. <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's a good fucking way of looking at it. Do you think they made up that Santa song that she's rapping in the truck when she's with the. Oh, uh, I had to have made okay. it. That movie. shit made me laugh. I thought it was funny. And I love how she was just like. Just and like for all I know, the director wrote and recorded it too. All the, for yeah. all I fucking know. <laughs> It's like I said, there's very little information on this movie mm-hmm. aside from what I will never remember what the articles were from fucking 10, 17 years ago when yeah. this was in Fangoria. I remember reading the articles and I know for a fact one of them did give a budget for it. Uh, and I would say given like the look of it, and being 2005, Goldberg's pretty pretty high up in his running and wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it probably costs a pretty penny to get him in. Yeah. Like I said, James Conn, that had to have fucking cost some money or a really big favor. 
Because, like I said, when you're in fucking Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather, that's a totally different caliber of fucking actor. But also, this guy's made some real turds. He did fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's Eraser and shit like that. Mm -hmm. He's made some bunk movies. Right. But he is a really good fucking actor. Yeah, they're not all bangers. (laughs) They can't be. Yeah. He's... Um, maybe he's just like, look, I'll give you three sacrifices. I need you to just, uh, hook a brother up. I'll be in your movie as long as you kill me within three minutes. That's exactly what I had in mind. How funny you should say that. <laughs> Let me show you the script. <laughs> and I love how just everybody in that family hates each other. Like they just all are bitching the entire time. Like, you know what I wish, honey? That this turkey doesn't taste like a shoe. Like it did last year. Uh, the look of the film. Um, you said it was. You said oh eight. Oh five. Oh five. Okay. Yeah, I could see this. I didn't mind it. The camera, all the camera angles are pretty fun. I mean, pretty basic, and there was nothing that I was like, "Ooh, that's a really really cool shot." Um, I I love how they portrayed Santa though, like all the angles they got on him, and especially on the sleigh. And I love how like he he wrote it on the street. In addition to yeah. also flying it around and also doing other things with it. Um, what the hell was that thing? Was that a water buffalo? That was his like his hell beast. Pretty much what it looked like. Yeah. <clears throat> it was bitch. And I loved how it ate people or just, you know, the little valet kid. Um, I would love to have seen it eat more people than just him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe if he'd feed I it wish stuff. they actually would have shown that. <laughs> yeah, if he had fed it like cats or something, or just like squirrels, or just he just had like a little children. Mm-hmm, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are the back. It's Pampers, like rolls up, and he's like, "Hey, man, I got another batch for you." Right. <laughs> you just feed them to him. <laughs> um, this movie, I, 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 so we watched it on Wednesday, and then obviously we watched it again right now. And I still laughed like both times, like even oh, the parts that I laughed before. And there was stuff that you mm-hmm. had forgot, like mm-hmm. when he breathes the fucking fire force energy ball. <laughs> yeah, he went all Goku on that shit, just bam. And I love when uh, Grandpa, or no, actually, this is when Nikki's reading from the Book of Claws what actually the the bet was about. How it goes into like the fucking. Like that '60s holiday special style animation, like the old, it was like the old Rudolph, yeah, shit like, like that. Yes, yeah. I'm learning in some of these horror films that they like to go from whenever they're doing the backstory, it feels like they do go with some kind of like claymation or just animation, or you know, it cuts to a different scene and it's like you know, filmed differently because it's like oh, in the olden days, and maybe it's in black and white or something. But whenever yeah. they're telling some kind of backstory, that's they do like to portray it. In a different form, mm-hmm. or I've seen con- you know, conveniently in the last couple that we've seen. Oh, absolutely! <clears throat> and what I what I really like about this movie is it is about what hour twenty five, hour and a half, but there's not a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel hollow. It feels like the right amount of stories there because you saw how fast that synopsis was. Yeah, everything was right there in the movie. Just yeah banged through it flowed it It flowed really fucking quick Mm -hmm. and really fucking nicely yeah and it wasn't clunky or anything like that no no, i mean there was like too many dead spots where like i couldn't really use you know that like i said for the first half of the movie every single time you see santa claus he's killing people (laughs) literally so great (laughs) oh like santa kills people nikki and mac talk santa kills kills people. people Mickey, Nikki and Grandpa talk. Santa kills people. It's like literally just goes back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, back and forth. Building story, killing people. Building story, killing people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I honestly don't know. Not off the top of my head, have I seen anything that the actors that played Mac, Nikki, or Grandpa? I've never seen them in anything else. Doesn't mean. That I have it just mm-hmm. means that I don't recall it. The girl was another shit though, right? I assume they all have. Because they're all decent actors. Mm-hmm. They all did a great fucking job. She's just the only one that looked kind of a little more familiar to me. Yeah, she definitely had a familiar face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just coincidence or she looks like 
every random girl in Hollywood. Bill Carton or something. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, uh, the post credit sequence. That was an, actually, that's another wrestling reference. Whenever he'd, uh, whenever Goldberg would win a match, mm-hmm. he'd grab the microphone and say, who's next? That was his catchphrase. You think he gets like co-write it or something? Because oh no, know. like I guarantee you, this movie was handpicked, like written for Bill Goldberg. Okay, it had he to. He probably improved a bunch of shit. Like you, know, you just go up there and be you, but a Santa. He's like, yeah, you got this. I love the outtakes on this movie. The outtakes oh, are fucking hilarious. I bet those are gonna be badass. I gotta watch those. The outtakes are sometimes like some of the best parts. Watching people break character, someone trying to remember their lines, or fuck, you know, shit fucks up. Yeah, I, you have to watch the outtakes. Like I know there was one in the opening scene where Santa jumps on the table, then does the fucking flip barrel roll to stab fucking James Con in the hands. He went when he came up to do that. He went a little too high, hit his head on the fucking chandelier, <laughs> then fell off the table. <laughs> <laughs> He also does all his own stunts. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah, dude, he's jumping around. Like when he gets shot in the back of the pickup truck, I love how you see you see him rolling, you see him rolling without missing a beat. He just fucking kind of turns and sits right up. And you could tell that was actually Goldberg that actually fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that is one of the plus sides of hiring a wrestler in a low budget movie like this. Now, granted, like if you have The Rock. They're going to be very limited on <laughs> what effects they let him do now. We, we can't hurt his precious existence. Yeah, because he's he's worth a little bit of money now. Yeah, right? he's, I think, the highest paid fucking actor, right? Or he's has been for him. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Hard, uh, Hardy, Tom Hardy, was like the highest paid British actor for a mm-hmm. minute there, I thought. Yeah, and there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with that. The Rock's an amazing fucking actor. Yeah, that dude seems like a nice guy to hang out with. <laughs> and he does a lot for charity, which is cool as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Goldberg does the same. I wish, I know I've seen Goldberg in other things. Like I believe it was in The Longest Yard with uh, Adam Sandler because mm-hmm. there was a lot of wrestlers that played. Is there anything in this movie that you would have changed? Um, other than having the little his little hell minion monster mount thing eat more people i would like to see like maybe thrash some fucking cars or hits like you know hit some people you know go a little bit more for their gta on it um all the kills were glorious um hmm. oh i love the creativity on all the kills yeah my biggest complaint was um i would like to see more gore like it was very subdued for a slasher flick. It's rated R, right? I mean, there's nudity oh, yeah. and all kinds of oh, shit. Yeah. Um, How many times a Santa dropped a fucking f bomb? <laughs> yeah, and the kills were pretty uh, violent, I'd have to say. Uh, but again, there wasn't you didn't cut anybody's head off. There was no splatter. Maybe they were just trying to be. Well, they're trying to be tasteful, right? It's yeah. like we can make this more funny and violent and still cool. Well, they definitely aim towards the humor. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I respect that. I respect yeah. that. But a movie called Santa Slay, I want a little more graphic slayings. Yeah. But again, remember we, because the story was good, everything else was good except for the lack of the gore. And I think that's why they were able to get away with the lack of the gore is because everything else justified <laughs> oh, yeah. it. You know what I mean? I completely agree with that. Because we've seen, yeah. Um, wh- what about you? What, what would you have changed? Like I said, I would have added um, more gore. gore yeah. Definitely would have added more gore. Um, I would have loved more, more of grandpa. Grandpa was probably one of my favorite things in this movie. <laughs> like, I would like to have more of, cause everyone says he's a crackpot. Aside from him telling Nikki that there's a Santa Claus and he wasn't always the holly jolly guy. Yeah. He looked like if you put Nick Nolte's hair on Bruce Campbell, that's what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Nick Nolte's mugshot picture. Yeah. That dude, is, <coughs> he's a rough one. This is very true. He looks like he sounds, and vice versa. <laughs> he sounds yeah. like he looks. Do you think they should have had more uh, scenes of him coming down the chimney and fucking people up, or like 
That would have made a little more sense to me. I would like to have seen maybe him spear somebody through. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're right. They did get the the star, you know, as a shuriken. Mm. But I think maybe impaling somebody because they impaled somebody with the menorah, right? Mm. And uh, that was that was awesome, by the way. Yeah. And I think that was kind of a call out to Michael too, because I think they even hung him on oh, the wall, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it maybe killing, maybe stabbing somebody with like a shitty fake tree just to kind of show right. him, you know what yeah. I mean? Any, anything like that would have been fucking cool as hell. Um, I wish it would have given fucking Bill Goldberg more than just one-liners. Mm-hmm. Like, he did a great job in the movie, but everything he says is literally, like, slapping, like, one-line jokes. And that's fine. That's fine. That's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But I wish they would have fleshed that the Santa character out a tad more. Not a big deal, but it is something that I would have changed. Mm-hmm. The President Bombs were tight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His ho-ho-hos were very sure, like very <sighs> terrifying in the sense that just, he, he was just, I think he was into it. He had a blast doing it. I oh, fuck tell. yeah. He oh. definitely. I love the scene on the ice ring when Santa's on the Zamboni. And Nick gets the bright idea to fucking shine his flashlight in Santa's <laughs> face. And he just stops his Zamboni and says, I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why they wrote those lines mm-hmm. for Bill Goldberg because they fucking work. They, yeah. Every single one of them got a laugh out of me. Yeah. Every single one of them got a laugh out of me. His execution was on point. Yeah. They did like they did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was just a little more than just that. I love a how, little more than just that. I love how pumped he was when he found the book and he's like flipping through the pages and shit. He's just like, yeah, like they're grinning. He's like, ah, I'm gonna do all this shit again. Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> after have, one thousand years, <laughs> my reign of terror continues again. And he took, I mean, he took quite a bit of damage throughout the movie, and none of it happened to him. And it's because he is magical, right? He's Santa, so he's yeah, he is pure magic, and man, you can't harm that. Uh, what 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 would Santa's kryptonite be? Mrs. Claus, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> the Easter Bunny. That ain't my baby. Child support. I have no fucking clue. Does he? Does Santa have an arch? Is that what the Grinch is essentially? Not the Grinch. No, no. Grinch isn't even in the same universe. But I mean, like, you know, Krampus, but Krampus is his shadow. That's the lightness of the darkness, right? You need Krampus. Well, that's it, though. Mm -hmm. That's they're not in every culture. There is. They were Santa's opposite. Opposite, but not nemesis. Right. Because you can because without light, there is no like you need one to have the other. Right. Essentially. Oh, yeah. I have no clue. Mm -hmm. Easter Bunny. That's the best answer I I could see that, you know, because one is the birth and one is the death. Here you go. Santa Claus is arch nemesis. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) You're going down. (laughs) Not today, Jesus. They did it in Spirit of Christmas. The very first South Park thing ever made was Mm -hmm. Jesus versus Santa. Oh, yeah. I need to fucking go back and rewatch all of the South Parks. Because Family Guy's just not doing it anymore. Like the, those those jokes are just so yeah. Dumb. Like, I loved Family Guy, but the first time. it hasn't it hasn't got anything new. Mm-hmm. It's all the same bullshit, same shtick, different day. Yeah, and that's jokes. sad. Is I love that show. I do. Like the only one, like the music. I didn't good. like fucking Cleveland Show. Okay, and American Dad was fucking terrible. Yeah, um, Roger character wasn't so bad, but that was it. I didn't. Huh? Maybe I just don't like Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I um, love Family Guy. A million. Did you ever see his A Million Ways to Die in the West? No, but I watched Orville. I heard mixed. What do you think of it? So Orville was made by a lot of the fuckers that did Next Gen. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I fucking love Next Gen. Not as much as Deep Space Nine. I think DS9 was way tighter than the Next Gen. But see, I'm a Next Gen guy. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I liked Orville. It felt just, it just, it felt, it was funny, but it felt uncomfortable. Like maybe it's just because I'm not used to seeing him in that setting, but just the way that it was filmed, it was just very, just over the top dry. Like I don't know how to explain it. It just, it was missing something more. Um, But I think 
of the special effects were tied on it. You know, it yeah. all seemed like next gen special effects. The camera was good. Yeah, I, I'll eventually check it out because ironically, somebody was mentioning it to me today. Mm. Um, That's all right. But yeah, like a million ways to die in the West. I remember taking my ex and her daughter to the theaters to see it. They were laughing their ass off. And I'm sitting here like I am getting stupider mm. by the minute. Because it's just the same old humor? It was fucking dumb. Mm. Like Seth MacFarlane plays a sheep farmer. And one of his sheep's is, sheep is retarded. Goes up on the roof and moves like a cow. Mm. Like it, it's stupid fucking humor. Now, Ted loved mm-hmm. love that movie it was okay. fucking hilarious yeah so i don't know where that where i toe the line of liking and not liking him yeah um well mark mark Wahlberg was in that though too yeah he's he's enjoyable oh yeah um at times so with santa slay having watched it now twice would you have liked to have seen the writer and director make more films to see what he would come up with. Yeah, 100%. And th- this was given... They said that like you have to do this, right? Isn't that what you were saying? Oh, like, no, no, no. That, oh, was, that was a uh, different movie. That was <clears throat> a guy who was paid for Christmas, Black Christmas as a Silent Night, Deadly Night Yeah, remake. Christmas, Black Christmas. Yeah, like yeah that. that's it. This is his first movie that he's ever done? This is the only movie he's written, because he, wrote and directed. Mm-hmm, and because he part, uh, participated in all those other things prior, and then this was his first one. He did. But 2005, you his said? His last film as a crewman was Red Dragon. The and, uh, Cannibal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 02 or 03. Yeah. And then this movie. That's it. He's never done anything else. Have you ever heard it on your podcast why he hasn't done more shit? Hmm. I haven't heard anything. I could fucking do some Google Google foo. Yeah. See what I can dig up. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find out what he had for breakfast yesterday. Right. God. I'm sure he's got a Twitter. I am eating Belgian waffles. Who knows? But again, maybe he, maybe that's what it is, is he this was badass and he's like, I I'm not trying to fuck it up. You that's know? a very true point. Like he in my opinion, he hit the ball out of the park on his first go around. Mm-hmm. Like and that's a rare thing to say. Because he can just keep participating in other movies, just like he's been doing up to this part. Well, like I said, but he hasn't. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, like this oh, guy. Oh, really? He fuck, just fell off completely? Like, literally, he's this not, is the last movie he's worked on. Worked on. And, mm-hmm. At all. <laughs> he hasn't done anything since 2005. Whoa. Like, I don't know if the dude fucking dropped dead. I will do some Google food tomorrow. You know, that actually wouldn't be uh, too bad of an idea. When we go to, when we start going to these cons and shit, maybe we can ask like, Hey, have you heard of, like what's going on? Yeah. Like, this was badass. This was badass. Like, yeah. What do you know? Like I said this, like I consider this movie, one of those fucking diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't know it existed, but you also didn't know that you need this movie in your life. Did you get any of the scary movie vibes? Oh no! Like this like literally the, plays like a fucking comedy to me. That's what I mean, like like scary movie, like the franchise, like scary movie, like the like the how there was like just real kind of punny and just kind of like just silly, stupid. Maybe in some of the dialogue, but mm-hmm. like fucking scary movie always reminded me more of like the airplane and hot shot style humor, like slapstick, like way more, like the really fucking mafia, the mafia movie with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bad don't one. Don't get me wrong. I like I love the first two uh scary movie movies. But once the guys who did the airplane movies took over the franchise, all they were doing is making the same bullshit that they've mm-hmm. been making since the fucking early eighties. <laughs> like this is and what they we even like. threw Leslie <laughs> Nielsen in there just because they can't stick with you what you know. But this definitely doesn't feel like a horror movie to me at all. It's definitely straight comedy mm-hmm. with few horrific elements. Which is violence. It was it's a, a little, and mm-hmm. well, I don't think the nudity was that bad. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that but, was nice. I, I was kind of hoping he was going to be a little bit more grateful of the right the strippers. <laughs> I like how who was it the was it the 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 priest or the town mayor guy that was like reading off all the names. That was of the, the pastor. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like how we hung out there. Testicles. <laughs> that guy is funny too. He's been a, uh, been in a bunch of shit. Oh fuck! I remember. Uh, he was one of the villains that kidnaps Big Big Bird and follow that bird. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> like he's he's ran the fucking gambit on shit that he's been in. Yeah. Wasn't he also on the TV show Murphy Brown? <clears throat> That's what I'm no, saying. No, not Murphy Brown. He was on Grace Under Fire. Is that where I've seen him? I think so. He was the pharmacist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's been like in fucking everything under the sun. Yeah. Movies, TV, everywhere. And like I said, his character is fucking amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like saying, put more bills on the plate. I see a lot of change. Put more bills. The homeless need bills. Because he wants fucking tip money for the strip club. He's driving a Mercedes. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Yeah, he's funny in everything that he's, I've seen him in. I don't, I don't think I've ever really seen him as like a serious character. He's just always just like this. He plays himself, I imagine. That's just how it goes. He's very are. much a mm-hmm. character yeah. actor. And, he always um, plays the same character. He said this was made in Canada. Yep. Yeah. You can definitely tell. They made throw in, in some references there in the beginning. And I was like, I wanted to ask if it was Canadian because it felt very Canadian. Yeah. Because they do some of the stereotypes. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like only in Canada looks like that like mm. but they made it work for the movie they found a small town i do like the the set they made for the bunker the bunker looks pretty cool on mm. the inside and they actually did pretty good on fabricating the the door and the the secret passageway out so there is some nice production design elements in this movie as well. I was looking at that wall. Uh, was that foam? You think? Oh, to, to make the fucking most likely. Because I was I was looking at that. And I was the like, that's definitely court. a stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really not that hard to do. Just right paint job. You can make anything look like, like it's fucking real. Yeah. I love when he kicked the fucking cat and it hit the shit off the fan oh, and it comes flying back out. That was so it good. It goes into the fireplace. Yeah. I mean, just the first scene, it absolutely just tells you this is what to expect for the rest of the movie, but we're going to do it tastefully. Like, you know, it takes gonna... a huge swig from the fucking champagne bottle and spits fire all over Fran Drescher, which is something I would have loved to have happened long, long before this movie because yeah. that's the most annoying bitch <clears throat> in the fucking world. Yeah. Her line, yeah. She. Her acting really is annoying. Two dimensional. Like, I mean, she's really just kind of like on that a very thin line of just what her talents are and what she's able to do. And that's who she is in every fucking thing that she does. And I never realized that until I got older. Line of just, says two things on it. Yeah. Slim to none. Yeah. Annoying. Oh um, fuck yeah. yeah. Across um, the fucking board. She's see, and that's the thing. It's like, look, we we took a toll a poll. And statistically, two out of the five of you that we want to do this, more people have voted to see you be murdered on screen than anything else. Yes. Would you like to fulfill the people's delight and get murdered on screen? Yeah. Yes, yes, I would. Thank you. I wish uh, Chris Catan would have had a better on-screen death. He'd have got to do his little spastic fucking, you know, his little thing. <clears throat> Rebecca Gayhart getting hit in the face with the fucking... Uh, table leg was pretty good when she goes to the ground you see the fucking huge split in her forehead i thought he was gonna impale those two dudes with the table i was hoping at the same time the two dudes were walking yeah yeah. i was hoping that was what what they were gonna do yeah i'm Um, sure they considered it maybe but maybe they want to do more Hmm. that double kill would have been sick Mm -hmm. is there anybody that survives this movie that you wish didn't um i'm really shitty with names um who fucking survived at the end it was the main character chick right Mm -hmm. did billy survive nikki nikki yeah but the only people that really i wish the dad had lived though the grandpa the grandpa yeah Yeah. well technically he is alive because he's an angel so he's doing that blue Star Wars <laughs> shit. <laughs> you see him next to Yoda right. and Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, like, but those look how my bad. You can't do But like I said, they, they keep... like It's not until 30 minutes left in this movie that they introduce even a new character. The fucking skeet shooters. Mm. Just to shoot the fucking deer down. 
that's the only reason why those characters are even in the movie. So that's kind of that's kind of throwaway characters in me that I wish they all would have died. Yeah. Like when that would have been cool. When Max dad shoots the reindeer in the sled with the bazooka, everything falls and crushes everyone down there. Mm. That would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. It would have given those characters a reason to be in the movie because at the, when all was said and done, they didn't even do anything. It was fucking the dad yeah. that took the thing out. <laughs> I will say this. I, I liked a lot of the visual effects that they did in this movie, but that visual effect of that fucking rocket going into it, that was some fucking Mickey Mouse looking shit. <laughs> that, <laughs> we blew all of our budget and this is as far as we can go. Yeah, that was some definite Mickey Mouse looking shit. What was the, what was the coal? Uh, was it like napalm or something? Oh yeah, when he, he sets fire to the entire strip club, <laughs> naughty. And that was obviously a shout out to. I would but he's got like the fucking night. ornaments that are fucking smoke bombs and shit. Like everything in this is just fucking priceless. Now, I'm not saying this movie is going to be for everybody. It's yeah. not. But I personally, I love this movie. Like hands down, I. Love this fucking movie. It's a total dude movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like the dudest movie you can go. Yeah. As far as, especially if you're a wrestling fan. And I like to think most people our age are still watching it or maybe still kind of following it a little bit. I go in and out of it. Like I'll watch it for so long period of time that mm. I'll back away from it. Then I go back for a little bit. Yeah. Step away. I can't do it. I call it a Mel soap opera. Yeah. Mel Weekly Soap. <laughs> I think that's how I am. It's like masturbating in public. You just kind of, kind of, you kind of get into it for a little bit. Then you don't. Then you Jesus. do it again. Jesus fucking Christ. <clears throat> yeah. Would you recommend this movie? And um, if so, or what would you rank it one to ten? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It, it's a dude film, right? So I would recommend it to all my guy, all my guy friends, or any of my like chick friends who are you know super into that shit or whatever. But like. Mm, I would absolutely rec- yeah recommend it to dudes. Um, if you watch this shit with your with your chick, she's probably not gonna like it because it's like it caters to just us. I think pretty much. Um, and if I was to rank it, yeah, dude, it was like uh, it was an eight. This movie was was a dope ass eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely recommend this movie to horror fans because you'll enjoy it for what it is and know exactly what it's supposed to be. Um, recommend it. Like you said, all my guy friends, even if they're not horror fans, they might get a kick out of it. The childish at times humor in it. Um, I don't know if I can give it an eight. <laughs> I love this movie. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. I, I, I love this movie to death and it's a solid C C rating for me, um, which isn't a bad thing. I just want more blood. Yeah, that is really what, and especially when reading the articles in Fangoria and seeing some of the onset photos that they were doing with special effects, Mm -hmm. a lot of that crap never made it to the final cut. Well, that kind of sucks because the movie wasn't released on DVD unrated. So I think there's an uncut version of this movie out there somewhere with all that footage. He's still working on it. That's why we haven't seen him. <laughs> oh, He's going to come back out of nowhere. Or he's been like, killed by the Illuminati. <laughs> Be that as it may. Well, you don't. Um, fuck, I wanted to ask you something about that. But, oh, also, because you fucking, uh, the music, too. Mm-hmm. I think that was, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. two kind of things that you said that were kind of weak. Yeah, like, literally. Not, I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. It, it's a solid movie. And like I said, I, I've watched this more times than most people fucking, like, guarantee you most people have. Will ever watch in their entire yeah. life. <laughs> Because I just, it tickles the cockles of my heart (laughs) from day one that I watched it. It was a really good time (laughs) watching it. You do laugh like every, at least every 10, 15 minutes, you're going to chuckle. Even if it's like a belly laugh, it's a good chuckle. Yes. Because you know, in 10 or 15 minutes, 
Santa's going to show up and this is going to get interesting. (laughs) He's here to kill some motherfuckers. Uh, That was good. So next week, we're going to be talking about Bob Clark's 74 classic, Black Christmas. Hopefully next week we have a couple more people joining us. Um, But we'll we'll see how that goes in the coming week. We'll play it by beer. (laughs) Thank you for listening, y'all. Go watch some horror movies, and we will catch you next time. Yes. Thank you for joining us and tune in next week for Black Christmas. And as always, till next time, kitties. Thank you for listening to this, the Movie Pit Movie Radio. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts. May not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.